Hi, I am Bethany Joy. Welcome to The Creativity Cure. This is the podcast where I help encourage women or anybody who's creative to pursue really crafting and building the skill of creativity. I believe it really is a skill. It's not just inspiration. It's not just talent. It's a skill and you can learn to use it. When I started this podcast, The goal was to make design more accessible. I have seen the power of design every day and I know what the knowledge does for me. Um, It's helped me to build my career. It's helped me to have awesome opportunities, but also in my personal life, it's helped me to learn to have a growth mindset and to be flexible. So I started this series on something called design thinking. And now design thinking is a system or a process used by designers to solve problems. It starts with empathy, which we talked about. Then you define your problem. And then we have ideation, prototyping, and testing. So far, we've already talked about defining your problem. Um, And now we're going to talk about ideation, which is, you know, the act of coming up with ideas, which is my personal favorite part because it's fun. And there's nothing quite like getting that big idea that makes a big difference. So let's talk about it. The fun part about ideation is that it's all about exploring possibility. It's a part of the design thinking process where we're not judging our ideas, we're just producing. It's all about quantity rather than quality. Um, I read an article by Aurora Harley on nngroup.com to remind myself of the purpose of ideation and design and to think about how you can use it in your everyday life to improve your ability to come up with solutions. How do you come up with ideas when you're out of inspiration? I feel like everybody who's creative has gone through the moment where you need to come up with something good. There's a deadline, the time's coming, and you don't know what to do. Why is ideation important? Um, To me, as an everyday person, it's important because in the world we live in now, with everything constantly changing, your ability to be flexible and adapt is your survival. I think that as I gained more responsibilities, as I became a mom, as I got into new jobs with more responsibility, it sometimes became hard to engage that part of me that just liked to think, to imagine, to play, to come up with ideas because in my mind there was more at risk. You know, it's not just me if I come up with a bad idea, it's me and my family or it's me and my coworkers or it's me and my community. And so in some ways, when you had disappointment, frustration or pain, it makes sense to do everything in your power to avoid those situations again. I think what I missed that was through discomfort, through pain and frustration, I became more resilient and I was grown and pushed into someone who I wouldn't have become otherwise without those situations happening, without me having to learn to adapt and be flexible. So I learned that leaning into discomfort, to frustration, to tough times actually makes me stronger. And as I've been working through this series, I've been looking at ourselves inward. So I've been talking about how we can 
use empathy for ourselves through self-compassion, how we can identify problems in ourselves, and then I turn it outward. So today, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to talk about creating an environment where you're able to produce ideas and how you can cultivate this skill every day so that when there's a demand put on you to come up with something, it's not like you're pulling out of a muscle that's not been exercised. What I really liked about the article by Aurora is that she points out that as designers in the field I'm in, we don't have time to wait for inspiration to strike. There are deadlines, there are other teams who rely on what we do. And so we can't always just hope we have the time to find inspiration to come up with good ideas. So I know as an artist, something that I was always taught is to continually write down your ideas, continually think about how you could do things unconventionally and to not wait until you need an idea to already have something you've been thinking about. Creativity is not just inspiration and talent. That plays a role for sure, but the entire point of the podcast I'm doing is that you can cultivate the skill and that if there is a struggle or a lack of creativity in your life where, where there's an inability to be flexible or to see a unique way to approach a problem, that that's something you actually can learn. That's not something that only people who are born that way can own. And I don't think it's always about visual. You know, I think sometimes people hear creativity and they think of visual things like dancing or like drawing and painting or being really good at, uh, you know, digital design, for example. But when I talk about creativity, I'm talking about the ability to think unconventionally, the ability to bring solutions and to match together things that don't always match in a way that solves problems. And that can apply to everybody. Well, if we want to make room for imagination, I have a couple of things that I think you can do that you can do I have a couple of things I think you can do today to start boosting your ability to imagine. Um, humans have this incredible capability to foresee and to play in our minds scenarios. That's what kids do, right? They pretend to play out what they see their parents do. And the value in it is that they can experiment, they can test, they can try without having the actual consequences of that test. And that is what play is. Um, it's trying things out without the real risk of losing resources or time or energy. And so it's a powerful thing we can do. And I think if you have anxiety, you do have an imagination because you're imagining what the worst possible thing could be that could happen to you. And it may be based on past experiences. Um, I know it can be based on um, maybe things you've seen in the news and your brain just like, you're going off. And on the one hand, it's good because if you're a parent, if, you're, if you know that choking is a hazard for kids, you're gonna cut up their food. And by thinking through that, you've just created a safer environment for your child. So like in some ways that's good, I think that it's good to plan ahead and say like, hey, if we don't budget out, then we're gonna run into financial problems. That's a 
good thing to think about. Where it goes wrong is when we start to believe that the probabilities that we foresee are reality and we start living as if that will happen, not as if it's a possibility and it's a problem that we can start to come up with a solution to. Um, and that's something I've learned is that me thinking that something will happen does not equal that it has happened. And what happened to me is that I was reacting, like my body was starting to learn to react to the thought of something as if it was reality before it even became reality. And sometimes to the point where I'm building out these storylines that are not based on accurate information. So that's where imagination can go wrong, but I've learned that imagination can also go right. Um, and the way that I'm practicing this is that I'm making room for playful imagination. I'm making room for um, positive imagination. Positive imagination is like, what would I do if everything went right? That's a great example. Like, okay, if everything goes right, what would I do? And imagining it out and thinking. Positive imagination is also what would have to be true for me to reach my goal. That's imagination. That's thinking through your problem and coming up with a solution. Even though all the pieces may not be there, but your ability to think through it may actually lead you closer to your goal. Playful imagination to me is when you are just using your brain to, to, to solve problems that really there's no, like it's when you're just, it's like daydreaming almost, and you're coming up with solutions for things that you may never encounter. Um, it's not it's not practical to me, but it's fun and it it just it's enjoyable and it, I think it's a better way to spend your time thinking anyway. Instead of thinking of the worst things possible, why not imagine something fun? So. I think sometimes it's what you do when you are staring at the clouds and, and you're looking for images in there, right? And you, you're just like, okay, that kind of looks like someone's face or someone's hand saying hi from the sky. That's engaging your imagination because our brains like to look for patterns and we like to look for recognizable things. So I like to do that with all kinds of things. Like sometimes, when I am headed to work, for example, I will imagine that I'm, you know, on a very important assignment from, I don't know, an imaginary queen somewhere. And I will imagine out, okay, what is the assignment I'm doing? And it's just like, what's the point of that? The point of it is that I'm letting my brain exercise. I'm letting it imagine and play. And what happens is I can bring that skill in when I encounter something unexpected in my day and I can be flexible and I can change with it because the truth is I'm learning to accept the fact that I cannot, I cannot control everything. I can't. And if my day going well depends on it going as planned, I'm going to have a bad day. But if I can have the ability to be like, okay, this didn't go as planned. How can I pivot? I I can be steady in a world that's constantly changing. So I encourage those two things. Like I said, playful imagination. It's really silly. It's something we do as kids. I don't think it's something we should let go of as adults. 
I think that um I think that that's a reason we like stories. That's a reason we love our TV shows. That's the reason things are so popular is because it engages our imagination. But we don't always have to rely on uh, media. Like we don't have to rely on movies, YouTube, TikTok, whatever else you can think of to do that for us. We have that ability to engage our imagination for fun and for pleasure. And in doing that for pleasure and play, it'll be useful to us in other areas of our lives. And the second thing I have is when you've already defined your problem and it's time to come up with ideas, stop judging. Judging isn't bad in itself because we make judgments every day. We make judgments of what we're going to wear, who we're going to be around, where we're going to go. A judgment is just, you know, making that decision that this is what I'm going to do. However, when it comes to ideation, when it comes to just playing with your imagination when it comes to coming up with solutions that's not the time to judge when you're in that free form is that the way to say it when you're in that free flowing mood every time you follow a trail based on current circumstances for example you're going to cut off that ability to come up with ideas so that's why when it's time to come up with ideas that's not the time to judge just write it down write it out keep track of it Sometimes you got to get the bad ones out to get to the good ones. I know that I've built good ideas off of a lot of bad experiments and failed experiments, but I took the good thing from it and then I used it next time. So I didn't start from nothing. And so that's why I want to say, don't judge your ideas. Um, just write them down or talk with a friend or record yourself. Just collect them. It's not really about like, oh, I want to do this, but I can't do that because did it, like, don't go there. Just keep the main thing the main thing. Um, and the last thing I want to say is I read an article that was talking about how in our culture, we really value this idea of brainstorming and collective thinking. And I mean, you do it in school all the time. I never liked group projects, but you know, that was part of the deal. And the idea is good is that you're going to have to work with people in your life. And when we all come together and we contribute something, we produce something better. And I think that is still true. What I liked about this article, which I'm, again, I'm gonna try and link it below. Um, I really like that it said that sometimes we can run into bias when we have group thinking and brainstorming sessions. I know you've been in the group where there's a person who talks over everybody. Um, and because they're the loudest, their idea gets heard the most. Sometimes um, bias can come in the form of everybody likes an idea and there's somebody who sees a problem with it, who may even have a solution, but because everybody else is so busy encouraging the idea they come up with, they're not either, they're not giving space to that person who has a solution for a foreseeable problem or they're not seeing a solution they might've missed. So. I say that to say, don't undervalue your ability to be creative and to think. Don't undervalue the ideas you have with the experiences you have. So spend time alone coming up with ideas. And I say that to encourage you to have confidence that just because other people may not immediately understand, see, or be able to explain what it is you came up with, that doesn't make it a bad idea. Keep in mind that sometimes 
you have the good idea. It's not always a group project and you have something to offer. And so it's important that on your own to take the time to get creative, to get to, to think, to write. I say write a lot because I like writing, but I, I, you know, it works. If you like to record yourself coming up with ideas, that works too. If you like scrapbooking, if you like mood boards, whatever it is, just keep those ideas somewhere and just have them because you do not know when you can pull one of them out. And again, like I said, I believe I said it in my email last week, creativity is not just for, is not just for practical purposes. Creativity really, I think is at the core of who we are as people. We are people who go through, um, we are people who go through a crazy world. We encounter crazy things. We experience crazy things. Creativity is our ability to adapt and to change and to pivot. And the more we see ourselves being able to do that, the more we can enjoy life because I'm no longer looking for this perfect, safe um, environment. I know that things are gonna change, but I can change with it or I know how to keep what's important to me and center. Um, it builds confidence in your ability to handle what may come at you. That's all I have for today. I hope that helped you a little bit. And if you have anything to add, I want to hear from you. So of course, follow me at Bethany J Photography on Instagram or Facebook. And I want you to go ahead and continue this conversation by visiting my website, bethanyjphotography.com. I have what I call the Seen and Celebrated newsletter where we uplift women who are creative in Maryland every single week. And if you subscribe, you get access to the archive of every email I send out. It's free, so it's, it's not necessarily, it's free, so there's no cost to it, but you get access to the archive. You can submit content to the podcast. Um, if you just wanna submit something anyway, please feel free to email me. Uh, my email's below. It's bethany at bethanyjphotography.com. Also, I have something for you. I wanted to give you the encouragement that I needed when I got into this period of time where I was overwhelmed, I was a new mom, and I needed to remember that I had the ability to handle the stress that was coming towards me, that I could find help, that I could overcome, I could still be creative, and that, that um, that I didn't have to just admit defeat to what was overwhelming at the moment. And so I created a 30-day affirmation. Um, it's just 30 illustrated images with sayings that I needed during that period of time. And I have them available on my website. You can go and click, I believe it's at the bottom of the website. Um, you can see there. Um, I'll also link it below. I also have a checklist that is for you people who are more practical that helps you to get back on track if you're feeling like you're off and when i say feeling off i mean like if you set a goal for being like um if you set a goal to start a new business this year and you're like i haven't even started this checklist is for you if you are wanting to try something new and you're afraid this checklist is for you it will help you see where you're at. Sometimes procrastination is because we've forgotten our why, but sometimes procrastination is because we just haven't thought out the steps it would take 
to accomplish what we need to accomplish. And I think the checklist I created helps you to slow down and think through which one of those you are. All of that is below. Um, thanks for joining me and I hope you have a great week.